Welcome to episode 61 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rina Nisha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage it all, you're absolutely in the right place. Because in this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Welcome into our episode today. And today we're going to talk about relationships. Ooh, biggie. We haven't done this yet. Relationships with everybody you know, your partner, your kids, your family, your coworkers. Essentially, if you're interacting with somebody, what we're going to talk about today will work. It goes in this topic. And today I'm going to share with you a way of interacting with others that promotes these positive, happy relationships. Because my friend, I do not need to tell you, there is nothing more stressful than when people fight or a negative, tense relationship. Ugh, <laughs> that is not good. We do not want that for you. And today we're going to talk about something you can do to help with all of your relationships, every single one of them. Let's get started. Thank you for being here today. Such an honor that you're listening. And I'm so happy that you're here because this is a very, very important topic. But before we begin, I want to tell you, I am so excited for our next episode because my house has been so much cleaner than usual and I cannot wait for you to hear why. I've been doing this method for about six months now and it's been amazing, okay? <laughs> I feel like a new person. So incredible. So I cannot wait for you to hear our next episode. But this episode is also really, really good because in our episode today, as I mentioned in the beginning, we are going to talk about relationships. And I don't think we've touched this topic yet. We may have talking about other things, but I don't think we've had an episode just on relationships. And I love podcasting because we can talk about anything and everything. Because as a working mom, as a human on earth, everything affects us, right? Everything, relationships, getting stuff done. We can talk about every topic and it all applies to us. Now, let's get into our episode. Let's talk about a bad relationship. And you already know what that looks like. <laughs> we all unfortunately know what a bad relationship looks like. We may not all know what a good relationship looks like, but we for sure know when a bad relationship is in front of us, okay? We know when something isn't going well. But just to make sure we're on the same page and we're all defining bad the same way, let me give you an example of what a bad relationship looks like. Okay, do you remember Cinderella? Cinderella, that was my favorite fairy tale when I was growing up. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Growing up, I actually really liked the Brothers Grimm version. It was a little, I don't know, dark. 
And anyway, I loved Cinderella. I loved it. But remember when she wanted to go to the ball and her stepmother kept having her do chores? So she didn't have time to put together an outfit, but the mice and the birds, they made one for her out of the scraps of her stepsister's dresses. I think that's the Disney version, but whatever, we'll go with it. <laughs> and when the stepsisters saw the gown, they got angry and they just ripped the whole thing up. Now, this type of interaction is not one that I would recommend. Let's label this win-lose, okay? The stepsisters clearly won, or at least they thought they did, and Cinderella lost, or she would have lost if she didn't have a fairy godmother. But the situation is very typical of win-lose, where one person wins and the other one loses, and this does not make for a very good relationship. I do not recommend, <laughs> I do not recommend this, okay? This is not what makes for good relationships. Now, let's talk about another fairy tale. Let's talk about Snow White. Now, her evil stepmother tries to kill her, but the huntsman lets her escape. So what does she do? She runs away into the forest and she finds this adorable house. And what does she do? Does she go in and does she steal what she needs? Does she lock the door and not let the dwarves back in their home? No. <laughs> Here's what she does. She cleans it, okay? She cleans the house. She sees it's quite a mess and she cleans it. And when the dwarves come home and they find her and their clean house, what do they think? You think they're going to throw her out? No. Who would want to throw her out? She cleaned the house. She's the sweet girl who breaks into a house and cleans it. We call that win-win because she made the house nicer for herself. She also wanted a clean house. You know, she must have come in and it was looking really not good and she wanted it to look more orderly for herself. So she cleans it and then it's also nicer for the people who live there. She did a kindness for them too. And look at the result of her action. Everyone's happy. Everybody is happy. That is a good thing. That is what we're talking about. Now, there can also be a third scenario. I will call this lose-lose. And that is where no one is happy. And you know what the common word for this is? Can you guess? What is the common way we have of describing a lose-lose? I'm pausing. <laughs> I call it personally a compromise because in a compromise, everyone gives in and no one's happy. And that's kind of a joke, but not really because we don't really want that. I tried really hard to find an example of a compromise situation in a fairy tale, and I just couldn't come up with one. So I'm sorry about that. I know as soon as I finish recording, I'll think of a million. But right now, my brain is drawing a total blank. But let's give a practical example, okay? Let's say you want to go to the beach for a vacation, but your spouse does not like the beach. And maybe your spouse wants to go to Europe. 
So a lose-lose or compromise situation could be maybe you go fishing instead. Now, none of you likes fishing. None of you wants to go fishing, but you compromise. You have this fishing trip. Nobody's really happy. Nobody's having a good time. That was a compromise, or shall we say a lose-lose. That's kind of a positive lose-lose example I gave you, but just use your imagination because these can be very negative when this kind of thing continually happens and lose-lose happens a lot, okay? It really does. Just start noticing in your life where something happens and nobody's happy. Nobody is happy. Nobody got their way. It's not win-lose. It's not win-win. It's lose-lose. Not good. So at this point, you can probably guess where I'm going with this. And where I'm going is that in your relationships and your daily dealings with people, we want to create as many win-wins as humanly possible. As much as we can, because that creates really positive, good relationships. Now, what exactly is win-win? We gave an example from Snow White, but let's also give a dictionary definition. Yourdictionary.com defines win-win as this. The definition of win-win is a situation or outcome where everyone comes away happy. Isn't that wonderful? It's so simple, first of all. That's why I use that definition. It's so simple, but everyone comes away happy. There's no lose-lose, no win-lose. It's all win-win. Everybody is thrilled. Everyone got their needs met. Let me give you some real life examples. What about, okay, you ready for this? Kids and chores. This is a good one. <laughs> I'm so guilty of this, okay? This is so hard. But we all want our kids to do chores. Maybe you've read the studies, and if you haven't, go back to episode nine. Episode nine is titled, Why You Should Parent Like It's 1989. And in this episode, we talk about chores are one of the biggest indicators of future success for kids if they do their chores. Weird, but true. Okay. I didn't make up the study. It's what they say. So how do you get your kids to do chores? Let's go through it. Lose, lose. You can just yell at them to do them. Okay. This is, like I said, I'm guilty of this. I'm sure you listening, you also may be guilty of this, where you tell your kids, do your chores. You got to do them. And what happens? The kids, most of the time, they don't end up doing their chores. You get upset because you've asked them so many times. They get upset because they don't want to do it. And what happens? The chores don't get done and just everybody's upset. That's lose-lose. Here's another thing that parents commonly do. Again, I'm guilty of this too. We all do this, but we do this win-lose. So what does that look like? We threaten them. We say to them, if you don't do your chores, you won't get something. For example, maybe you won't get computer time. That's a big one, right? Turning that router off, it works. 
it can be a very effective approach to do this win-lose. But you know what? When we do this, we may not be creating that long-term future success that we're talking about. Remember how the reason why we want them to do chores is because it helps set them up for the future? When we do these threats, this win-lose, I'm not sure that it's going to have that desired effect at the end. It's very effective. I mean, if that router goes off, they're going to do their chores, but they're not going to be happy about it. And they may not learn the skills that we want them to learn, to do them on their own, to do them with joy. So let's talk about the third scenario, and that is win-win. How do we get our kids to do chores using win-win? And this takes creativity. I'm not 100% there yet. It's my intention, and that's what I wish for you. Now that you know about win-win, you can create an intention where you want to create this for them. You want to create a household where there's more win-win. But let me tell you something I've done in the past that has created a win-win scenario. So I sit down with the kids, I explain to them, they have to do their chores. And maybe I ask them, of these five chores, which one would you like to do? So then they pick, and they always pick one that surprises me. I never see it coming. And then I may even say to them, what is your incentive plan for when you get it done? What do you want as some kind of reward or what will help make you want to do it so it feels like joy? And in this scenario, the incentive, it doesn't have to be something physical or materialistic. It could even be family movie night, okay? But the point is to make it in a way where it could somehow be win-win. And imagine this. The kids come up with their own win-win solution to do the chores. So Sunday morning, everybody wakes up. The chores are getting done. Everybody's in a good mood. You know, nobody's yelling at them. There's no threats. The incentive to do the chore was family movie night. So the chore gets done and now there's family time in the evening. You see how this is win-win on more than one level? The chores are getting done. There's peace in the house. And the incentive brought everybody even closer together. It's not easy. You know, creating this win-win is not easy at all. It's so much easier to do the lose-lose or the win-lose, to threaten people, to yell at them. And why is that easier? It's only easier because it's what we're more used to. And that's the thing about win-win. Is it hard? Not once you get used to it. Not once you get used to thinking, how can we make this so everybody's happy? So everybody wins. And once you start doing it and you see the rewards, they are just incredible. Because think about the relationships you create when you do win-win. That's why when I started, I said you can and you actually should use this with everybody in your life. Not just your children, not just your spouse. You use this at work. You use this with your neighbor. 
Use this with anybody you interact with. And the more you do it, the more it just becomes natural, where you just see the win-win. Or like with your kids, you ask them to come up with the win-win. It doesn't have to be on you. You don't have to always be so creative and think about the solution. Other people can and should join in. I love when my kids ask me for a favor and I'll say to them, how can you make this win-win? What can you do? And they always amaze me. They come up with stuff I never would have come up with in a million years. You know, it's just so incredible. And then what we're doing as parents is we're teaching them this skill. So it's not so hard for them. So they don't default to lose-lose or win-lose because we want the default to always be win-win. And I encourage you to think in terms of win-win for all your relationships because this becomes a habit. You know, the more you do win-win, the more it naturally flows where you're looking. You're looking to see what can I do that would make somebody else happy and that would make me happy at the very same time. So, so powerful. And what happens is when you keep doing this, you're going to see all your relationships are going to improve. There's no longer these battles. Like think about the example we mentioned with your kids doing their chores without that battle. You know, who wants that in their household? That screaming and telling their kids that they have to do something. And again, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that in my household, it's always win-win and the angels are singing and it's always peaceful. But that is where we're trying to get to. That is our end goal. And when we set that as our end goal, it happens more and more and more. Because I really see that relationship challenges are one of the biggest things that can throw us off balance. You know, of all the things as a working mom that makes us feel like we're not in balance, there is nothing I can think of that's worse than relationships. You know, except for tragedies like people being sick or that type of thing. Let's not go there. But when you're ruminating because you're upset about something or there's fighting that's going on in your household, you cannot be balanced. Like I cannot see people feeling balanced when there's tension and strife. So preventing tension and creating good relationships, that is one of the most important things we all need to do to feel more balanced, to have more ease, you know, not have that tension, not have that ruminating, not have that yelling. We need that calm so that we can feel balanced and focus on getting stuff done so that we can move forward in our lives. Thank you so much for listening, my friend. I wish you healthy, drama-free relationships in every area of your life. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.